Hey guys, this is John. And this is Maggie, and welcome to Car Talks episode 3. Okay, so this is our third episode, which is really crazy. The fact that we have a third episode, um, we didn't think we would make it this far. So You know what's actually helped us is the fact that Kaylee did our cover yeah. because it's motivated us to actually do it. Like kudos to Kaylee. She's one of my really close friends, amazing graphic designer. If you saw our graphic, then that's from her. So shout she out to Kaylee. She did so good. We were obsessed. And yeah, I also wanted to mention that we are very aware of the audio and we are aware how loud I was the first episode and then how quiet I was in our recent episode and we are working on the audio. So if you are wondering about the audio, we are too. We are also working on it. Like, we don't know if it's our mic or if it's just how close we are. It's also hard because obviously you're a guy, I'm a girl. Our voices, his face, our voice, our tone of our voices are different in general, but also it's hard for us to speak the same like volume. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So we're trying to figure out that. Um, So yeah, we just wanted to mention that. And also, I think we just said it's like it's a matter of the location because the area we're in right now, we're back in my apartment. It's pretty echoey still because there's not a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it like doesn't block out the sound as much right. or doesn't compress it. I don't know how. I'm not a musical theory genius. Right. But I know like about sound and how it bounces off and stuff. So yes. this this if this episode sounds echoey, we are sorry but not sorry. But we just wanted to post something. So anyway, so how was your week? <laughs> Actually, how was your day, Maggie? So today was good. Um, It was super nice and sunny. So I have decided that I'm going to become like the bronzed queen this summer. This was the first summer I decided to like not tan and just like let my paleness just be. But then I woke up today and I was like, no, I'm going to Target and I'm getting bronzing lotion and cooling lotion and I'm like going after it. So let's hope I don't burn tomorrow because if I already burn tomorrow, then it's going to be over and that's how it's going to be. So, um, but my question is like, why can't you like self tan? Like those self tanner lotions? I just don't like self tanning because I feel like it's hard. And then if you do it bad, you get splotchy. And I'm like, I just, I don't know. I'm I mean, like, that's fair. Honestly, I don't have a say because I have melanin. So. Like, I'm already 10 in general, right. so right. I can't, like, sympathize with you. <laughs> right. But besides that, what else did you do? Um, what else did I do? I honestly don't know, Maggie. I haven't oh, seen you the whole entire day. I went to Target. I got my nails done. I said I got my nails done last episode, or I was getting my nails done, but I didn't get them done till today. And... I'm like, that was literally probably all I did today. Oh, I cleaned my room. I stocked up my mini fridge. I do have a mini fridge in my room. She does, based because of TikTok. And it's, yeah, you guys need to go on TikTok and you need to look up people stocking their mini fridge. It is the most satisfying thing I have ever watched. I love it. And so I have a mini fridge in my room now. So I restocked it. And yeah, now we're just hanging out filming. Yeah. Um. So my day was pretty opposite from Maggie. I literally woke up with some um undiagnosed sickness like the my the half of my body was like i felt like got ran over by a car <laughs> um my head was like i was so like i had an immense headache when i woke up um and come to think of it just looking back at it like i ate cheesecake factory cheesecake at like 10 p.m 
And I also drank coffee at like 7 also, p.m. Also, we had the BTS meal again And we had the night. BTS meal. So my stomach and my lower body and my head was just like all over the place. Like I couldn't stand up this morning. I even texted Maggie. It's like I have to cancel our plans for this morning to go to downtown because I just couldn't get up. Like I couldn't. I kept on telling her, hey, could we do it after an hour if I do get better? And I kept on telling her and then I ignored her text because I passed out asleep. Yeah, I was texting all to John all day and I was like, John, are you okay? Like... Do I need to bring you anything? Like, are you alive? Because <laughs> I was kind of concerned. Because I like, hadn't no. responded to her in like two hours yeah. or like four hours. But anyway, I'm fine now. I was able to go to Target, got like some necessities. I got like bath soap because um, I want to take a bath tonight. Also, now he's out of toilet paper, which is great. <laughs> like, actually, though, how are you going to like, do we need to get toilet paper? Maybe. I don't know. We'll okay. see. We'll see after this. Um. Oh, my gosh. Oh, we went to a quiet place, too. <gasps> Oh and gosh, let me Maggie just tell I... you guys, I am just, I think I talked about Emily and John, did I, last episode, but I am just obsessed with them. Last night, I watched Emily Blunt and John Krinsky couple goals videos again, and they are just, oh my god, like, when John Krinsky came on the screen, I was like, I would die for this man. Like, she literally like, said that. he is amazing. Like, I love him so much. Um, and if you don't know, the first movie he wrote it as a love letter to his kids and like what more what more could you ask for but i get why he wrote our love letters yeah, like why would you make like, such a like, scientific but, thriller yeah but it's be... like it's like how you would do anything for your kids exactly you know but then like obviously we don't want to spoil a quiet place too well no we can though and then okay people can just skip over this part yeah they okay seen it. if we're about to spoil a quiet place too right now so if you haven't watched quiet place too i feel like you should still watch it even if you listen to this though because we're not gonna like say everything yeah. but we might say everything it really depends where this flow is gonna go so anyway Quiet Place 2, I gave it a 7 out of 10. Maggie gave it slightly lower. What did you give it? Well, here's the thing. I gave the first one a 10 out of 10, but I just didn't feel like there was any resolve in the second one. Like, I wasn't necessarily expecting them to, like, I don't know, get rid of the monsters, but I guess I was expecting a bit more resolve. Um, but I didn't feel like it had that much resolve. And I told Maggie this, like... I feel like it was a good pace to where they're but at. But also, I think they left it open for, like, the third movie. I think that... Oh, 100... I think they will definitely yes. open up for a third movie. I think they're going to make this, like, a trilogy. Right. Which is not Which bad. makes sense, because if that's kind of how you know. Yeah. They always tend to, like, leave it open. Yeah. Because I feel like if they would have... Well, I mean, there's ways to still yeah, make but it But they now movie, expanded but... it, though. Because yes. at the end of the movie, she finally broadcasted that high frequency yes. that makes the monsters go ballistic. Yes. Also, one thing that I thought was really cool in the movie was how the daughter found out that the radio was not just a song. It was yeah, a, a message. message. That was probably the coolest part of the movie to me. And it's I like a that really, really nice cool. song too, Beyond the Sea. Yes. Do you know that song? Yes. And how that was like a message. Yeah. And no one else like had figured that out. Like the people she was no, around. And the guy that they encountered who was like a family friend of theirs didn't believe yes. her. Yes. And then he finally she believed right. her because he, she, she took and that also, chance on him. also, can we talk about the monster that latched onto the boat, boat and got to the island? island. Oh, that was insane. That was so sad. Honestly, thank God that guy was there. That was so sad, Like, though. if he wasn't at the beach because that morning... Because everyone was so happy and yeah. he And did you see the kid the petrified? That was so sad. That it was, was so, so sad. sad. And the guy was so, like, delusional. It's like, I have to get back to my family. Then he got grappled by the monster because they thought they outran him. Obviously not because the monster is sensitive to noise. I know. That was so sad. it was so stupid. But it was so good. It was really good. And the ending, I, I it was a good ending. 
to try to push and it, it cool for that another the brother movie. and the sister were the ones that, that kind of like them. led the way. Yeah. That was really cool. Like the children led the way. Yes. Like it was their turn to protect yes. their parents yes. or whatever. That well, was cool. it, the girl didn't protect her dad because obviously rip John. <laughs> but oh, love him. Anyway. Yeah. Honestly, and I love how John gave a backstory of how it all started. But at the same time, yes. I'm just like, of course he would do that because well, he wants to have exposure. There were which is so many jump that. scares. Yeah. Especially at the beginning because yeah. you were like, when is the monster going to come? come? You knew it was going to come. You saw the asteroid coming. But, but you didn't know when. when. And we were like, oh my God. We were like, when we just like, yeah. And then I was like next to Nielsen and Nielsen's like, John, God, you're so loud. And I'm just like, yeah, because I'm scared. Yes. Like, it's a jump scare, Nielsen. Yes. And I'm an audible person. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I give the movie a 7 out of 10. Yeah. It's still good. Oh, yeah, Just of not as, it wasn't as, like, exciting to me. you know what? You know what? I'm always more of a fan of the first movies just because, like, you have the whole, like, everything's, like, I don't know. You know nothing about no, it, No, and I, I guess. bet everyone has. Like, for example, yes. Pitch Perfect 1 was a lot better than Pitch Perfect 2. Right. And if those who and watch think, Pitch Perfect could come fight me, because, they find two better. I think it's because you don't know anything, and so you're going into the movie like, it. Yeah. you know, it's just better that way. No, true. But know. John is a great director, oh great God, actor, same as his wife. Amazing, and both of them. And the fact that he wrote it, directed it, and was in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Like, that's but talent. Honestly, I'm just imagining for Quiet Place 1, since it was majority silence the whole time, like Quiet Place 2 had more talking, mm-hmm. but Quiet Place 1 had like literally towards the end, it was only towards the end that there was dialogue. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how the script reading went. Well, and I was telling somebody, I was like, you have to realize how incredible of actors and actresses they are, because since they don't talk really, mm-hmm. everything is by their like expressions exactly. and their emotions. And that, Emily Blunt, that is though. such a good actor and actress. Like you know Emily what I Blunt, mean? remember when she stepped down the oh, staircase and her nail got impaled with her foot? Yes, and she like the first one. You could literally feel the pain, oh even gosh. though she was like she was screaming and sounding. And She's there like, was a scene where she was shaking. Yeah. And it was phenomenal yeah like just how good they are at acting it's like oh my god it's phenomenal yeah because it's like you're literally following the movie almost purely by just their emotions and their Mm -hmm. like facial expressions and their body movements because they don't really talk and that's what is like so cool exactly and honestly like a quiet place just like it's such a creative it's a creative perspective to thriller Yes. Like, it doesn't have to always be, like, talking. It doesn't always yes. have to be, like, just literally the silence of it and the anticipation yes. of something to happen is, like, exciting. Well, and I saw an interview, because um, I was watching them last night, and John said that he wanted people to be, like, terrified by sound. Yeah. Which was, like, really cool. Exactly. It's like, oh, I'm terrified to, like, make any noise. So, yeah, so cool. Such really a good, good concept. Honestly. Yeah. Great. Great director. Amazing power couple. They're amazing. We're obsessed. Anyway, so. So for this episode, I think we're going to go ahead and jump into our college tips and advice. And I think the way we're going to do this is we both wrote down questions and answer them. But I think we're going to ask each other our questions. Yeah. And then we'll just respond. Yeah. So it kind of feels like a conversation. Mm -hmm. And this was honestly just a good reflection for us. Oh, and just a disclaimer. Just because the way if we answer the questions, you don't have to necessarily follow if it doesn't work for no. you. Like we're not experts, no. like at all. Like this just personally worked for me. It personally worked for her. We're just sharing our experiences, yes. and hopefully it will help you out. 
But if it doesn't, then just cool. find your own lane. That's amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm gonna um, I'm gonna pull mine up. John, you can pull yours up too. Okay. Do you have the first question, Maggie? Yeah. Okay. So the first thing we're gonna discuss is finding your friends in college. And I'll just say a little bit on this and then we can just have a convo. But I was thinking about this question because when I was a freshman in college, I was so afraid of being alone. And obviously, when you're a freshman, you see everyone hanging out with each other and you see people form like friendship groups like in the first week. And you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not in a friendship group yet. Like, what am I doing? And like... I remember when I was a freshman, um, these girls on my floor had like formed a friendship group and I was kind of in it, but I was kind of not. And I just didn't feel like it was like the group I was meant to be in. And so I was like, okay, like, you know, I kind of backed out of the group a little bit, but then I kept thinking about it. Oh, should I, should I have stayed in the group? You know, am I going to regret it because I'm not going to have any friends? And I remember feeling really lonely and sad. Yeah. But one tip I want to say is if you don't feel like you mesh well with a group or something, don't just stay in it because you're afraid of, like, feeling lonely because you see all these other people with groups and stuff. Because especially when freshmen, they all act like they're best friends after a week of hanging out. 100%. Which is good to have that community, but most likely, I'd say a large percentage of those people do not still stay friends after freshman year or even after the first semester because that group of friends literally divided after the first semester. And I was like, oh, well then I don't know why I was ever, you know, put pressure on myself to stay in that friend group. But of course, when everybody else is hanging out with tons of people, you know, doing stuff at night, hanging out all the time, of course you're going to feel left out if you're not, you know, in it. But in the long run, it's better to genuinely invest in people you feel like you have a connection with than to just throw yourself into something so that you feel like you're not alone. Because it's really easy to have FOMO, especially freshman year of college, yeah. you're away from home. Freshman year FOMO. Yes, and you're fine. You're trying to find new friends and you're comparing yourself to everyone else with all of their friends. But genuinely, you will find your people and you don't need to be worried about finding them, you know first week of school even the first year like yeah. you will find your people and when you find them you will know they're your people and it's much better to find your people and have them than to be going back and forth between different groups and jumping in and out when you know that you're not fully invested yeah oh yeah that's interesting for me i have a different perspective from meggie so let's go back to the beginning so i'm again i'm currently graduated Woo. Um, but when it came to freshman year, I didn't necessarily have that pressure to make friends and not to sound like I'm prideful or whatever, but I'm a pretty, it's pretty easy for me to just talk and just make, create conversations with people. And Maggie could testify to this. Like I'm just a good conversationalist and I just love talking. Like I could never shut up. And sometimes my, my close friends right now sometimes want me to shut up, but I can't. Um, so for me, when it comes to the freshman adjustment, it was easy. The only, the only moment that made me um, not necessarily sad, but more of like, um, how do you call this? Like, 
well, yeah, I could just say it. Like, it just made me sad was just when I missed home because I'm an international student and my family is like 8,000 plus miles away and then just like leaving all my high school friends behind. But I knew this is what I wanted. Like, I love adventure. I love going to a different place to study. And I knew I wanted this for me. So this was out of my own accord. Like, I didn't do it because like, oh, I want to pursue higher education, which is great. But I just wanted to adventure, honestly. Um, and my parents weren't fearful of me not making friends because they know I'm such a socialite. Uh, so that wasn't hard for me. But I do agree with what you said, Maggie, is that like, as a freshman, you make like 500 plus friends. Mm-hmm. And then it dwindles down to like 20 or also, even less. I think it's the freshman culture. It because is. Because they really spoil you freshman oh, yes. year with all of the events and yeah. you're in... I mean, at least our college, we had a freshman yeah, exactly. dorm. Mm-hmm. So everyone's together, and then you get to sophomore year, and you're like, oh, you've yeah. like been in college now. Like you're not as like you're not like a freshie, a newcomer. Yeah, like, it's not really the same. Exactly, and like the thing. Well, I do like what they did in our schools that they only had they implemented an only freshman boys and girls dorm, which is nice because like it it's your certain group of people because mm-hmm. that's who that's your who you're gonna be with until right. you graduate. Right. So, like, it was nice for them to, like, come together and create, like, oh, let's just create a freshman boys and girls dorm for them. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I do agree with you, Maggie, when it comes to, like, eventually, like, you'll realize who your true friends are. And, honestly, it's just hard to manage so many people. And, like, not to bash them because they will find their own friends eventually. And, like, there's nothing wrong with, like, um, creating a distance between certain friends and then having a closeness Mm -hmm. to others. Like, again, there's certain interests you have together. Um, similar interests, like just similar things you just want to do. And it's just like convenience too. Like just being exposed to each other every time Mm -hmm. you grow more and you flourish more. So like for me, for example, like I didn't have that pressure. I just personally just like, like talking to a lot of people, but I would say it like dwindled to like a handful of people, like 15 maybe Mm -hmm. by the time I graduated, like who I legitimately knew were my, my, my good Mm -hmm. friends, my close friends. So yeah, don't be, don't be pressured into making a bajillion friends. Like, it's nice to make a bajillion friends, but eventually, like, you'll grow out of it and you'll find who your true friends are. Not saying that the other bajillion friends you made prior to that are, like, bad people. Mm -hmm. Well, they may be. I can say it for you guys. But it's just, like, natural. It's just, like, how you... It's, like, how you grow. Right. It's, like, where you grow at. So... Okay, and then the next thing I thought would be interesting was talking about being single in college because we... Well, I'm single. Me too. And, yeah, John was single all throughout college. And, and still single. Yes. And I think I wanted... Okay. This could be touchy because I don't want to speak negatively on being single in college because I think, obviously, there are pros and cons to everything. And I genuinely think it depends on the person. But I wanted to just talk about this because I think sometimes, especially if you have friends that are in college and they're dating or you see people around you dating, it's easy to get, you know, sad or upset or feel lonely about it. And I just wanted to talk about the benefits of being single in college and what we have both loved about it. Because I think it is easy to, you know, I'm not going to lie. There have been times where I'm like, oh, I hope my friends don't get a boyfriend in college because things aren't going to be the same. And... I just think that there's there's so much good to look at if you're single. Obviously, if you meet the right person, obviously that's incredible. But if you are single, I was thinking about how 
There are so many incredible ways to look at it, especially being in college. And genuinely, some of the best memories I've made in college are just like me and my friends running around, like doing whatever we want, like talking about boys, like, you know, driving our car, blaring music, like all of that stuff. And I think the best thing about being single is you literally can do whatever you want. And also you have all of that time to just focus on yourself and do what you want to do. And especially in college, there's just a lot of freedom in that. And I don't think it's honestly something to be very upset and bothered by. Yeah. Because it's honestly great. Yeah. Um, And I want to say something specifically towards our college that, okay, I want to preface this by saying... I'm not gonna bash this certain like these certain groups of people like it's great and all and stuff like that. It's amazing. Um, maybe it's because I'm just jealous. I don't have. A, <laughs> I'm not in a relationship right now. Rip. Anyway, so like for me, we have this thing. I don't know if your colleges do the same thing, but we have this thing called Ring by Spring, and it's just we go to like, a Christian college, so I'm sure you've heard of that before. It's a big thing. Yeah. Like everyone. Yeah. So it's like a ring by spring. So it's basically people get engaged before spring. And it's like this like um, this college culture that our Christian college has created, um, which is very um, sad for me because I am still lonely. Anyway, so one of the things I find so hilarious or like just so like shocking sometimes is like I would get feeds in my Instagram like, five posts in a row an engagement or an Instagram story of someone getting engaged oh God, and yes. no no and don't get me wrong it's like amazing I just like I just realized it's like is time. this is this like a wedding feed now which I just find really interesting like it like I would never expect that my high school self to never have exposure to so much so much yes. like wedding posts or engagement posts yes. which is really great because one day I do want to become a wedding planner I just love weddings yeah and I want to also again say We are not bashing anybody who had a boyfriend at college. I think it's precious. Yeah. I think it's so sweet. And I think it's so sweet to be able to, like, grow up together. I think that's precious. And that's great. And obviously, I mean, everyone, well, I guess most people will probably want to be in love and get married and stuff. But I just wanted to bring light to the positives of being single in college because I feel like it tends to be a hard thing for a lot of people and they get really lonely from it. And I just want to say there is so much good to being single in college. Yeah. It's so fun to do whatever you want, hang out with your friends all the time. Not being responsible for someone else. Yes. And you can literally just talk about boys and girls all night and chase them and stalk them and (laughs) have, you know what I mean? It's just fun. Like it's like, it's just fun. You get to focus on yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, whatever you want to do, you get to do. Yeah. I mean, it's great. There are a lot of benefits to it. And, you know, you really get to learn how to be okay with yourself, how to love yourself, how to treat yourself. And, yeah. Yeah. And then we'll do, I guess, one more question. Yeah, maybe? let's just do one more. Okay. Or maybe two more. It depends how long okay. we answer this question. So... I wanted... Okay, I'll do, like, a school question. How do you keep up with schoolwork? Oh. Oh, you want me to start? Yeah. Okay, so... um, I guess me, how I stand... Like, how I would, I guess, succeed in my academics. My type of learning is that I love to talk. So if I teach it, I retain information better. So, like, story time. Sophomore year, I 
I decided to do five psych courses at once. Um, and it was overwhelming, but still fun. I was able to graduate 4.0 that semester. Yes, I know, subtle flex. Um, but the way I did it was I would annoy the heck out of my friends. And we whenever we go to study groups like a cafe or in a study group room or just like a coffee shop, I would literally just randomly teach them and be like, hey, could I teach you the concept of the spotlight effect from my social psych class? And I just remembered like my friends, Stuart, Lauren, Maddie and Nielsen and Quan would just like either roll their eyes or be super interested in it because trust me I was super annoying when it comes to teaching my friends about psychology but it helped me retain that information that year because I had I took a ton of psych courses that year again which was my fault of doing but it helped me remember everything because I'm a very visual and auditory learner I'm not really into the kinesthetic learning um, but yeah that's how I personally succeed in my academics um, and another way I always do it is just I associate things with certain words. If it's like a vocabulary or a concept, I try to apply it in my life, which psychology, it's very highly applicable. So if you create situations in your head, then you're able to formalize these concepts and just associate it with that situation. So for those psych students who are going to take psychology or anything, or just like anything related to just concepts in general, that's a good thing to start off with, which is first like teaching others or creating situations in your head that are easy for you to remember to certain concepts. And I was gonna say that um, my thing, especially this past year, was like, um, for keeping up with schoolwork, I was thinking about how when I procrastinate and I leave everything for myself at the last minute, I obviously get very stressed out, I beat myself up and I end up turning in the work late or it's just crappy and it's done really quickly and I'm very stressed out. And then you know your self-esteem drops and you're like, oh, I can't do anything right. I don't know why I can't do this on time, all of that stuff, right? And I've learned that in order for me to keep up with my schoolwork or just anything in life, even if it's just routine, I have to remind myself that, you know, keeping up with these things and doing a little bit a day is taking care of myself, right? Yeah. Because if I really cared about myself, I would know that I'm not going to leave all that work for the day before because I don't want to do that to myself. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be stressed out and I don't want to, like, go down spiraling. So if I really want to take care of myself and love myself, then I'm going to go ahead and start this now, right? And spread it out so that I'm not super stressed out. Yeah. And I can enjoy my weekend or I can you know, not feel all that pressure and negativity in my life. Yeah. And that's something that I've really tried to imply this past year. And it's really helped me because self-love isn't always easy. And yeah. I think a lot of times people think it's super easy, but sometimes it is keeping yourself accountable and saying, hey, if you really do care about yourself and you really do care about your mental health, then you're going to keep up with your schoolwork so that you're not spiraling and super stressed out and you know, making it worse for yourself. You know, you're going to put in the work to make things better for yourself and easier for yourself. So, yes. Wow. Um, do you think we have time for one more question? Yeah. I think we should do one more. Um, okay. Let's do what to do if you don't know what to do with your life. Oh, that's very deep. Um, <laughs> and you know what? I thought about this one because I was like, people in freshman and college are always like, Oh, I don't know what I want to do yet. Well, I guess it's not freshman in college. It's even... Anyway, what I'm saying is 
I'm 21. Well, oh, oh my god, I forgot to edit this because I was like, I actually do know what I want to do with my life. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the pressure, I guess, the pressure of trying to figure out what you want to do with your life because I feel like as young yens, that is such. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really like tonight. Um, that is such a thing. Like, yeah. right? All this pressure about what are you going to do with your life? What do you want to do with your life? And you're like, I literally don't know. Yeah. And a lot of freshmen come in, like, either they have a have a certain, um, what you call it? Oh my gosh, I'm blanking. Have a certain degree that they want to pursue. And then they automatically shift it either sophomore year or even mm-hmm. junior year which is like another crazy thing. But like, it doesn't mean that you're any less of a person or it doesn't mean you're like unsuccessful. No, it's like, right. just because you found something late doesn't mean it's the end of the world. Right. Like you shouldn't beat yourself up for that. And don't be afraid for things to change because they will change. And you will change so much as a person throughout the course of your life in general, which is a beautiful thing. And I always hope that I'll always be changing and growing and discovering new things about myself. That makes me excited. Yeah. So don't feel this pressure of, oh, I have to pick one thing and that's going to be my thing forever. Because, you know, chances are it won't be the same thing you do forever. Yeah. And that's okay. And you need to allow yourself space to grow and change and figure out, hey, is this still what I want to do or do I want to do something else? Mm-hmm. That's No, that's, that's really true. Um... Well, anyway, I think that's all that we have for our questions. I know there's it was a few questions, but it was really those are good questions, Maggie. Sorry, I was I felt like burping. Anyway, so and next episode is going to be a Q and A. Yes. So be looking out for that. We will be posting on our Instagram stories for you to DM us or to message us certain yes. questions and answers. It's it's literally about anything you want. There's no certain topic mm-hmm. specifically, but for those true listeners that are listening towards the ends of this podcast, you have a chance to get a heads up and be like, oh yes, I'm gonna get, prepare myself to write an Instagram story or DM them. Anyway, so thank you guys so much, and we'll see you soon. Bye.